Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey everyone, this is the Millionaire Hippies Podcast with your host, Boom Shika, where we chat about spirituality, business, and health. We all want to live self-actualizing, fulfilling lives with joy, prosperity, and gratitude. Let's go on this beautiful journey together. Hey guys, I hope that you guys are doing amazing wherever you are in the world. My name is Boom Shikha and I welcome you to my channel. I'm so grateful that you guys are listening, subscribing and commenting on my channel. I really appreciate the support. In this video, I wanted to speak to you guys about a quote that Maya Angelou, I think that's how you say her name, I love her, she's a poet and a writer and just a great, awesome human being in general. 
I think she died a couple of years ago a few years back anyways there's this quote that is attributed to her that is absolutely perfect and that's something that I want to speak to in this video and the quote is about how if you have an untold story that's in yourself you know it's the to the agony of an untold story is too much to bear sometimes and the agony of an untold story that that statement itself that phrase it just really spoke to me the first time I heard this quote I literally I, I was sitting there and I had goosebumps on my body because I thought yes that's exactly why I live the life I do is because of the agony of that untold story right so there's a bunch of things I want to speak about about this and about my life with regards to it so I hope that this makes sense to you guys. So Maya Angelou obviously is a beautiful, amazing writer and she's done a lot of good things in her life, but she had a terrible childhood. If you guys go, go and read over her childhood or what she went through. But always she had this thing where she wanted to share a story. She wanted to share her life. She wanted to talk about the things that are happened to her in a story format and be able to share her, her life with the world in that manner, right? And that's exactly where I'm coming from as well. Not that I'm saying that I had a terrible childhood or anything. Um, I had a very a happy childhood. I have great parents, really nice siblings. I'm lucky. I never had to worry about food, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I had a great childhood, but I always had this desire in, within me that I wanted to share not only my own story, but also I wanted to share all those imaginary stories that were in my head. I, I was always the kind of person and I've told you guys this before, I was always the kind of person who'd be sitting around in a circle with other kids and I would be making up stories and telling them all of these imaginary stories. So we'd be sitting, sitting in a circle at a party or outside, we were playing and I'd sit down and, and a bunch of kids would surround me and they'd be like, tell us a story. And I'd be like, all right, cool. And I would just sit there and I'd make up a random story out of nowhere. And, and it would always be something fun and something that encourages them, something with heroes and heroines. And it just came to me. I didn't, I never had to think about it. It just was, I could, I could do it at a snap, with the snap of a finger. I mean, I just do it as I was sitting there. And a lot of times, you know, it would just happen randomly. And they'd be like, oh, this story is amazing. And then they'd ask me to continue it the next time around. I'd be like, oh, right, I guess I could. Or I could tell you a new story. Because I always wanted to tell new stories. There's always all these amazing stories in my head. And my imagination just ran rampant. I had so many stories that I wanted to share with the world. But of course, as time goes on, and I was a child at that point, and as children, we imagine that the world is our oyster, and then we're told little by little that, no, it's not. Your oyster is actually this tiny, small, and it's not the world. It's this little space here, and that's all you're allowed to do. And you're not allowed to go outside of that little realm that we've created for you because we want you to be safe and happy and make enough money and things like that. So obviously, when I told my parents that I wanted to become a writer, their thing was, no, you have to become a doctor because you'll make more money that way. You're smart. You're not going to use your brain for your brilliant brain that you've been given. You can't use just to write. You have to become something more important than that. And so obviously I gave up on my dream of writing and I didn't write. I didn't tell stories for the longest time. And I remember, you know, I read this quote and I remember that feeling that I had when I first started writing again in my early 20s after I got rejected from medical school for about three times. And I was like, all right, cool, what am I going to do now? All of a sudden, I had the time and space to think about what are my dreams? What do I want to do with my life? Why am I here? And with that, I started writing again. Because I had, again, as I said, the time and the mental space to start thinking about it. Because I was like, well, I guess I'm not becoming a doctor, so I have to do something else. And the first thing that always came up in my mind, no matter what I do with my life, 
is writing. I want to be a writer. I want to write. I want to write. That's basically it. It's, there's, a, there's nothing like I want to be a professional writer. There's nothing like I want to be a travel writer. I, I want to be a blogger. Nothing like that. It's just about I want to write stories. I want to create stories and I want to tell stories. That's all I want to do. Is I want to use my brain, my imagination to create stories and tell stories. That's all I want to do. I love doing it. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. right? And so I started writing again in my early 20s. I think I would say around 20 maybe when I was 20. And started rewriting or started creating again and, and writing those stories. And it was as if a floodgate opened up within me. My soul, which had been dead a little bit, I would say, for the past few years because it wasn't allowed to do what it's supposed to be doing, what it wants to do, which is basically write and tell stories. It wasn't allowed to do that because I was too busy studying and trying to get into med school, studying and trying to get into med school. That was my life. I studied. That's all I did. I studied a lot. And I spent all of my time trying to get A pluses to get into med school. I still didn't get in. And I wasted all those years of studying. Oh my God, I feel... That's one of the reasons when people ask me, you know, should I go to a university? I'm like, no, figure out what you want to do with your life first. Don't waste your time doing something that perhaps you're not even going to freaking use a degree. So why are you wasting your time and money on it? Why? Right? <laughs> Maybe that's not the best advice to give to people. But if I had to repeat it, I would not go to university. I really would not, guys. Like, it's such a waste of time and money. For me, at least it was. I wanted to become a writer. I wasted all of this time working on something, working on a degree that I'm not, well, I'm partially using it, I guess, the marketing degree. But really, I learned a lot of this stuff on my own. YouTube, seriously, is, is the university of life right now. You just go to YouTube and you can learn anything you want. And so I started writing again, as I said. I started sharing stories and my soul, which was dead a little bit, started coming alive again. Right? It was, all of a sudden, it was like, wow, I feel alive. I don't feel depressed anymore. I don't need to use consumerism in order to dull my senses anymore. I don't need to use alcohol or drugs to do that anymore either. I don't need to go party anymore. I just wanted to sit and write all day long. And my parents would occasionally find me sitting on the porch outside, if it was summer, with my notebook and a pen and a little bit of a flashlight or a little bit of a light. And I'd be sitting there just writing in the middle of the night. And be like, what are you doing? Is something wrong with you? They attributed it all to depression. She must be depressed because she didn't get into med school. And I was like, um, no, all of a sudden I really feel alive. But of course, as time went on, my parents were like, no, you can't become a writer. Are you going to ever make money from it? And I started doubting myself as well. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Will I ever make money from it? I don't know. And so I decided, all right, I should follow what society is telling me again. And so I went and got my MBA. I worked, worked, worked again. I didn't have enough time. I didn't have any time to write. I didn't have any time to do any storytelling. And again, my soul started dying a little bit again. And I started going into that phase again where I felt depressive. I felt like I was, I just didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to live. I didn't care. What's the point? And that's exactly what happens when you're, when you're not listening to that untold story within you, right? The agony of the untold story. I think Maya Angelou maybe meant it with regards to writing, although she's such a prolific writer and such a brilliant writer that she probably meant it in the way that I took it to mean, which is if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, if your soul wants to do something, your spirit, soul, whatever you want to call it, your essence, wants to do something with its life, and whatever it might be for you, it might be writing, it might be music, it might be dancing, it might be art, it might be... I don't know, anime, it might be um, writing manga or it might be making quilts. You know, who knows what your thing is? Whatever that thing is within you that your soul or spirit wants to do, if you're not doing it, then you're going to live in agony. It's going to be a terrible life where you're going to feel like something within you wants to come out and play 
your soul and spirit or whatever it is, it wants to come out and play. It wants to do its thing. When I'm writing, I'm playing with myself, with the universe, playing with myself. <laughs> I'm playing with the universe and I'm playing with my spirit, my soul, right? It's, it's having fun all of a sudden. It's doing what it's meant to do on this planet. And so it is in joy. It's in it's just in absolute ecstasy. There is no comparison to it, right? You're in a state of flow when you're allowing your soul or spirit to do what it wants to do. Right? Most of us don't. Most of us just uh, pummel it down, be like, no, stop that. What's wrong with you? Just do what society wants you to do. Just follow the rules. Don't be such an idiot, right? Obviously. And let me die a little bit on the inside. And then we die eventually, or early death, by heart attack or something, because we're like, or can we get cancer? Because we're like, oh, your soul, you're not giving your soul or spirit the opportunity to live the way it wants to live. So what's the point, right? Why not just kill yourself? Okay, maybe that's a little bit too <laughs> harsh. But I literally think that all disease in our body is a result of that pummeling of our soul. Our soul or spirit wants to do something, and we're like, no, I'm, I'm just going to follow society's rules. And so little by little, all of these cancerous growths happen in our body, or all of these terminal illnesses kind of manifest, or autoimmune diseases are manifest in our body because it's telling us take a look at what you're doing with yourself it's like a wake-up call it's trying to warn us that we're doing something stupid stop doing that start listening to your soul and spirit start living the life you're meant to be living otherwise you're going to die an early death because why bother if you're not living the life you're supposed to be living anyways right as you guys can tell i get really really excited about this topic that's okay i can calm down just calm down check out anyways and so, as I said, I started writing again, and all of a sudden, I self started feeling good about myself again. So I obviously did my MBA, I used it a little bit, still felt like, oh my god, I wasn't living my right life. And eventually, thankfully, I was able to quit my job, and um, I moved to Chiang Mai because it's cheaper, and I wanted to be able to focus entirely on my writing. And this is what I do right now here. That's one of the main reasons I'm here, guys. It's not because I, I do love the heat, I, love, I don't like the cold, <laughs> I don't like winters in Toronto, They're, I don't like the hibernation, I don't like a lot of things about the way I lived in Toronto, the consumerism, uh, the, the peer pressure, etc. But the main reason why I moved to Chiang Mai is so that I can reduce my expenses immensely, so I need to make less money, which means that I can spend more of my time focusing on my writing. I want to spend as much time, as much of my day, as much of my life, as many moments as possible, I want to spend creating and writing stories. That's all I really want to do. I mean, and part of it is doing these videos. I love doing these videos. They make me so joyous. They give my soul and spirit just like this bounce. I, I walk around with like a bounce in myself. I'm like dancing, I'm like moving, and I'm doing all this stuff because I feel good about myself. Those are terrible dance dance moves, by the way. Terrible, but that's okay. I'm normally a good dancer. I, I promise you guys that. Oh, anyways. I do love to dance, though. That's another way my soul and spirit plays is through dancing. I love to dance. I can dance for three or four days straight, and I've done that in the past with music festivals. I go and I dance and I dance. I forget about everything. I just dance and dance and dance, and my feet are dying, and my knees are dying, and my hips are dying, and my body is just killing itself, and it's like, oh, my God, I need food, but no, I just want to dance. And so that's another way my soul and spirit plays, right? And so as, I, as time went on, I discovered more and more things that were necessary for my soul and spirit to feel alive, to not die a slow death, and to have no agony, the agony of that untold story. And little by little, I started figuring, I, I want to do this, I want to do that. I, want, I added to that list, YouTube videos, writing, dancing, 
Singing is a big one right now. I love singing. I've been singing every single day. I take singing lessons, voice lessons. Um, so yoga is a big part of it as well. I mean, there's a bunch of things I discovered that my soul needs in order to feel alive. And as taking, you know, taking a page out of my Angelou's book, I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to focus as much as possible on these agonies. So whenever I feel like my soul spirit is not living that life that it wants to lead, I always ask myself, am I doing all those things that, I, that my soul or spirit wants to do? Am I writing? Am I creating videos or creating in general? Am I dancing? Am I singing? Am I eating lots of delicious foods? <laughs> Am I spending time with friends and family that matter to me? You know, things like that. Those are the things that really matter. And as much as possible, I've created a lifestyle in order to make or manifest this life where I can allow my soul, my spirit, to live the way she wants to live or it wants to live, whatever you want to call it. Right? And so I really wanted to do this video because I wanted to share with you guys that it is so important it's so important that you live that life, that untold life of yours, that, that life that, you, that your soul wants to live. It's so important that your body will start doing all these random crazy things in order to remind you of the fact that you need to live that life. I absolutely believe all of these random illnesses that come up in our body, all those back pains, dandruff even. I think Stephen Pressfield said even dan dandruff is the cause of all of this angst that we have in our body. Our body starts doing all these random things trying to remind us that we're not living the life that we're, live, that we're meant to live, that we have this untold story within us, and that agony will stay with us until we stop lying to ourselves and we start listening to our soul and really listening and, and understanding, what am I here to do? And let me do that as much as possible. Even if it means you get up early at 5 a.m. and you write a little bit then. Even if it means that you still keep your 9 to 5 job, but you come back home and you do what you're supposed to be, or what you want to do at that point in time. It doesn't necessarily mean that you quit your job, move to Chiang Mai and start doing what I do. I'm not telling you guys that. But it's important to start doing it little by little. It's extremely important. It's important for your health, not only physical health, but your soul health. It needs it. Otherwise, it starts dying and you will feel it. You will feel it when your soul is dying. You will absolutely feel it because you'll start doing all these stupid things like drinking a lot or having a lot of sex or buying a lot of shit or eating a lot of shitty foods because you're trying to quell that voice. You're trying to pretend like you can't hear the fact that you're not living your true life. All right. I hope this makes sense. I, I, I love this topic. I love this topic so much. And so you guys can tell that I'm getting really excited about it. If you guys have any specific ideas or topics that you want me to speak on with relation to this one or to other topics that I've done, please let me know. If you want me to expound on something that I mentioned that you liked, obviously let me know as well. All of my contact information is in the description below. And I shall see you guys in the next video. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Go check out my website at themillionairehippie.com if you want more free, awesome content. If you really like the podcast, please consider giving me a five-star review on iTunes. Until next time, namaste. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.